Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads. We're back here doing it once again. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Everybody, welcome back to the CCR 505 Studios. Glad you could join us one more time. That's right. We're here doing it once again. So before we get started, as usual, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, thank you, Bobo. There you go, Bobo. And this is to you, all our fans that listen. This is you one shot for all of you yep oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's some good stuff that's good that. stuff if, if you recall uh, a few weeks ago our sponsor was nickel nickel and that is homemade vodka here in the Mexico. That's, that's right. It's not imported from Putin. Now that is, so if you know everything that's been going on in the news, they're uh, banning uh, Russian vodka. So you know nickel's made here in New Mexico. So you could get your nickel on and still have your vodka. Right. Bam. Bam. So uh, a lot of companies have pulled out of Russia. Now uh, I want to ask my brother, uh, where, where do Russians stream their movies from now? <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Sorry, that's an oh. old man joke, but we thought it was funny as hell. That's right. Anyway, tonight we're going to touch on the topic, a uh, couple stories that we may have uh, encountered while doing some research. And I, I'm going to kick it off with a real short story that I read. Uh, the, the city, I'm not even going to pronounce it, but it's in Japan because I'd butcher it and the Japanese people would call me an idiot. But in this little village, it, there was this big natural boulder that has mysteriously cracked in two. And the people think, well, it just, you know, it's nature. Uh, in nature, boulders just don't crack in two. You know, they may wear down and flake and a chip. And, but the folklore behind this boulder, and it goes back over a thousand years, is there was a demoness that they imprisoned in Japan in this boulder. And I, I suppose, I guess through the folklore, the demoness used to prowl around Japan and cause havoc, but they imprisoned her in this boulder. So now the superstitious Japanese that know the folklore see that this boulder's cracked open, and now they're thinking that this uh, demoness is roaming Japan freely, or the world, they say, freely now. And... Uh, if I was in Japan and I was heavily superstitious and I truly believed that, I would be terrified. Right. <clears throat> That's kind of like us being uh, walking down by the Rio Grande at night and we start here crying. Right. You know, we're, we're like, the Yorona. Yorona. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was an interesting article. So, you know, these Japanese people, they're, uh, they're going to they're gonna be getting uh, their Van Helsings in line to get this right. humanist back into the rock. And, and not only that's pretty interesting, just uh, the timing as to what's going on in the world right now. It is. I mean, there's there's always something horrible going on in the in the world. It's just that the press, <clears throat> they pick and choose what to cover. Right. I mean, there's atrocities going on in Africa where they're killing civilians. Right. And uh, it's going on in China. Right. I mean, with the but, Muslims. But it's, like I said, it's what they choose to cover. And uh, they really cover what they want the American public or the world public to get behind. That's what and they do. They, and what are they called? Spin doctors? You know, they, yeah, they, are they put spin their doctors. spin on it. And, you know, it's just it's just weird how that works. Too many people believe the media. And I, I was telling him that... Uh, it's funny how you could watch two different news channels and it's two totally different stories. And and that's correct, right. uh, depending and on what you watch. Now, I watch a lot of, it's on YouTube, but I watch a lot of Sky News and they have like a 60 minutes. And I think that's pretty good. Um, they report it like they see it and they get interviews from both sides. Like right, I, right. I, I watched one with the Chinese leaders and... You know, and and the Australian leaders, and it was it was it was pretty good. I'd right. say that I'd say they're like Fox, fair and balanced. Right now, I watched uh, several different ones. I watch some of the news on YouTube and right. stuff, and it's just like when you're researching the stuff we do, you you can't just take one perspective. You no. got to look at both sides, and and then you form your own opinion. You do now. I, you you sent me earlier a video and I watched it and it was uh, it was about the aircraft that was flying over in New Mexico and supposedly a UFO zoomed over them and it was cylindrical shaped. Right. Right. Uh, now we know that happens in this state a lot and a lot of people may not know it, but it does happen a lot. Now we we had one. Just was it uh, just last year? Maybe. Right before winter started, or something. Right. It, it was. It's re within the last six months, right? Yeah. But uh, this one that I sent you, I I don't think that's the same one because I don't think I've heard him because he talked about the cylindrical shape. Right. Right. No, I don't think it was the same one either. Uh, and then there again, I don't I don't remember the program I was watching. I, I guess I'm getting old, folks. But they were. Uh, hunting UFOs, and they came to Albuquerque because there was a recording of a UFO that the pilot was coming from Phoenix to Albuquerque, and they witnessed something. Right, right. And, that, and wasn't that the one that just recently happened? Yeah, where they went and they wanted to see if they could get the recording from the, right. the, the flight tower here at the Albuquerque airport. Right. Now, the one I sent you today, <laughs> uh, they got with the government, the FAA, whatever, whoever they get with, and the only response they got is, we'll get back to you. That's always the response. They, we'll yeah. get back to you. We'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> and, uh, and that never happens. Yeah, but um, I, I was watching a documentary, and I, I told my brother, I was supposed to forward it to him, but, you know, it, it seems like sometimes work gets the best of both of us, so right. we don't have a lot of, uh, what do we call it, um, research time. Research time. time. So, but it was about, a, a, it was a good documentary about underwater bases for UFOs where people have actually seen them go underwater, or they see lights underwater. Now, on that documentary, they had a clip 
where there was a UFO. It was a Navy ship. Right. Uh, I think I told you about it. They they picked it up on uh, different surveillance devices, not only radar. They have radar, infrared. They have different stuff right. for detecting, so right. they cover all spectrums, all their bases. But uh, it was one that they could pick up with the camera, and they actually show it just splash down in the water and disappear. Of course, and and we've heard stories like that before. Uh, look at the the famous one that hit, hit sixty minutes, the Tic Tac one. Right. The, that That's one did the same one. thing. It was it splashed in the water. It was hovering in the water, shallow, and then it just zoomed off. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's probably right now one of the biggest stories. is, And the only reason why it got so much popularity is because the New York Times right. released it, 60 Minutes covered it, and they interviewed the people who actually witnessed it and saw it. Right. Now, to touch on uh, a guy from Las Vegas in the news, remember we watched that documentary, was his name Knapp? Oh, was it Knapp? But anyway, he's a yeah. he's a reporter, and he was famous George, for breaking George Knapp. George Knapp. He George was famous Knapp. for breaking these UFO stories. Right. But there were some that he just couldn't break because they they told him this one's for the New York Times. Right. Yeah. So it's I guess they have the pool. Well, yeah, they're they're, they're one of the biggest and largest newspapers in this country, if not the world. Right. Kind of like the LA Times. LA Times used to they probably still are. Uh, one of the biggest newspapers. I mean, when you have a subscriber base in just in one city that could possibly be 10 million people, we know it's not, but even if they do 10%, you know, right. that's a lot of newspapers getting produced right. every day. And now it's they, they have online subscriptions right. and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, so the media now has online subscriptions, and so now they could re reach a subscriber base worldwide, which... If you think about it, if you charge $5 a month and you have 1% of the world population reading your paper, wow. That's and, a, and, and that don't even uh, put into perspective what they get for advertising. I know. I, I worked at a newspaper company when I first got out of the Navy, and uh, <coughs> their money came from... Uh, Advertisements, right? Uh, the sale papers. Now it's so so much so that like the out, outskirts of the territory, they they would have what they call penny routes, where the drivers who would take it far into the reservation or Arizona, they would only charge them one penny each newspaper, right? Just to get the circulation out there to because get, they yeah. made their money on the advertisement. The advertisement, yep. <coughs> and and I mean that makes sense. I mean you could give a product away. Uh, let's let's take for instance what we're doing right now, a YouTube video. You people watching YouTube videos get it for free. You don't have to subscribe. Now the popular ones that everyone wants to watch, they throw ads in there and that's how those people make their money to keep generating good videos. Right. Hint hint. Right, right. No, they they throw ads and then the people who own the channel, they could throw in oh a dollar a month. Mhm. Mm and that's just gravy on top of it. Well, you could do that if you host it on your own website. You charge oh, okay. a, sub, uh, uh, a subscription to enter the website. Now, you put content on there and then charge a subscription. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But anyway. For now, we just want booze. That's right. <laughs> anyway, you know, the, the UFO phenomenon, it's really taking off. And I don't see that there's going to be no... Uh, no pulling in the reins on this subject because too many people worldwide are witnessing UFOs 
too many people are coming forward saying that they've seen them, had experiences, and now there's a lot of people that have abduction stories. And, and not only that, uh, you, you have all that in the Bigfoot world also, but what you got more of in the UFO world is video. Right. And, and, and you know, everyone says a, a picture paints, a picture's worth, what, a thousand words is what yep. they say, and it paints a better picture. So when you see a video, it's really up to you to determine is this cgi fake or is it real right and now uh like with the bigfoot world it's 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 tough because there are the hoaxers and it is tough to get a a clear video now when they film the ufos they're usually in the sky for sometimes hours right so that's where they could get some clear footage a bigfoot encounter is going to last a few seconds at best right because once they know that you're around they want to disappear right right uh now i'm gonna try and get a story uh from a gentleman that was visiting us this weekend Uh, i won't mention his name until i get him to come on and tell the story but it was actually his uncle who had a, a sasquatch encounter up in the hamus now we talk about my brother's encounters but this man was always going up there and camping and he told his nephew about his Sasquatch encounter up in the Hamas Mountain. So I, now I am intrigued. I'm like, I, I either want your uncle to tell you the story and you tell us, or he could come on and tell it himself. But he, he, uh, he didn't know we were doing a podcast. And when he found out we were doing a podcast and what we, what we do it about, predominantly the Sasquatch topic, uh, he said, My, I didn't tell him about your encounter. He said, oh, I got a story for you. He said, my uncle had an encounter in the Hamas Mountains. Wow. And I was like, wow. I I said, oh, really? I said, well, we got to talk to that gentleman. Well, see, that's good because that validates me because it's not just uh, an article on the web. It's somebody that we could actually meet. Right. So uh, we're going to touch base. He's supposed to send me a friend request on Facebook, and then I'll reach out, and, and then we'll set up a time and... Hopefully we could get his uncle to tell his story. If not, have your uncle tell you the story, and then you come on and tell right. us the story. Right, and as I mentioned before, uh, we're going to have Tater back. We want to have Tater back because he's, uh, he's like us. He, he dove head in on the subject, and he's been doing a lot of research, and he's ready to come and talk about things. Right. Uh, he, he just recently had surgery. That's why I'm kind of giving him time to just heal and do what he's doing, you know? So, yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, what kind of surgery? T- Tater, you're still a man, aren't aren't you? I I hope not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just no. kidding, Tater. No, he, he just had shoulder surgery, but who knows how he threw that shoulder out? Right, uh, that <laughs> that arm could work pretty quick. It's, what a coincidence! His right arm. Huh? Oh wow! You are you Quagmire? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just no, we're kidding. just kidding, Tater. We want you to come on and tell us what you found out about your research. Right. Now, we, we will tell you one thing that we've uh, talked about. Like, uh, we're talking about the UFOs, and supposedly they have underwater bases. Now, when we start researching that, my brothers mentioned the rabbit holes. Right. Now, we go through, and if, you're, if you've looked at videos on YouTube, you look at a video, then it'll pull up suggestions. You look at another one, different suggestions, and you just take off. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's hard to backtrack and even find those videos again. It, you know what, and I've done that so many times, it, it is, because YouTube, 
host so many videos, they get lost in the shuffle. And if you don't copy the, and here's what I found. You could copy the URL and it still doesn't. Right. You're like, where it, did that video it disappeared. go? It either got deleted, removed, <coughs> or the person who posted it removed it. It's like, it is a rabbit hole. And you could spend hours and hours on YouTube just researching, going through things. And there again, you got to determine, ah, that one looks fake. This one looks real. Right, right. Now, uh, <clears throat> this past holiday season, my kids got me a, a nice iPad with a, a case and a keyboard and the Apple Pencil, you know, the whole nine yards. And my daughter asked me, have you been using your iPad? I said, yeah, but only for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're older. We, we're not that tech savvy. I, I, I say I'm tech savvy, but, you know, there's things that my phone could do, a, a gazillion things, and I, don't, I just don't use it. I use YouTube. I use text. Right. And I use YouTube. <laughs> right. Now, on my phone, it has a stylus. I have that, too. <laughs> when I pull it out. A menu pops up, so I push it back in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to know something, I'll ask one of my kids. Well, for, for example, we, we go out to the Hamas a lot, and uh, we do see a lot of UFO activity, right. a lot. So I took a step in the right direction. I was telling my brother, I bought a telescope, and uh, it has, uh, I guess, a, a cradle there right. where you could put your cell phone, and you could see... Instead of looking in the eye, you could see it on the on your cell phone, and you could even record it. So now, can we hook that to one of my laptops? Well, um, I'll have to ask my kids. That'd be a bigger <laughs> that'd be a bigger screen. Right. No, but I mean, even if we could just record it on the phone. Right. Right. And then look at it. Right, because we usually catch it with our naked eye. All we have to do is point the uh, telescope. And zoom in on on the phone, and right. we could always put it on your laptop and make it bigger. And, and that I was telling a gentleman today at my work that you bought one of those, and I said, and the reason is because we see so much activity up there that we want to capture some of it. You know, we we go on this podcast and we tell people about what we've seen and how the aircraft act in the air. It's going to be awesome to catch some of that footage and post it on our podcast. So that, you know, people could say, wow, you know, these guys are for real. Right. And if you could see just one time the way we see them stop and change directions or the way they zigzag. And, and that's kind of the example I used to them. I, I, I said, we've seen aircraft or I, I, I say aircraft because they're in the air, uh, but we really don't know what it was. We say we see it zoom and come to a complete stop and then just zoom out the other way. I'm like, what What could do that? Right. Uh, right. And um, <clears throat> who knows? I mean, and we've talked about this before. Is it ours or theirs? Or Right. Now, and, and if we if we truly have something like that, um, would you think now's the time to pull it out or no? You know, if we truly have something like that with the, all this Ukrainian invasion going on, now's the time to pull it out. But now... That's what she said. Oh, now if it could do intercept missiles or whatever, don't you think it would wait till the last minute? Well, because it, right now, if we're going to get involved, we don't really have to pull out high tech. Well, here's here's my thing. Even if we had that high tech, it'd be if if it is truly alien technology, there's not a radar that's going to catch it. 
Right, or a missile that's going to hit it. That's right, because look at, uh, let's take it back years and years, and we talked about this on one of our podcasts, when they were testing one of the dummy ballistic missiles and they caught the UFO that zapped it and sent it tumbling into the sea. It shot it from three angles, from the top, the side, the bottom, and then that it zoomed off, and that missile just... It, it, it hit all angles that quick. Right, that quick. And here's the thing. As fast as that ballistic missile was traveling, it was like nothing. It kept up with it and zip, zip, zap. Okay. Now now that brings me to another question. Uh, will it keep up with the hypersonic? I don't see why not. Right. Okay. Now, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've thought about this a lot. If we have that, which some people claim. Um, now, I, I know uh, I, I won't even give his name. I won't even say where I know him from. But he's, uh, he was <clears throat> retired Army. He was up pretty high. And he told me about some of the weaponry that we have. It's not, uh, it's not in, in general use. Right. Uh, I, I guess it's in the testing stages, but he said it's pretty much Star Wars stuff. I, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, we started that shit in the 80s. Yeah. No, he said we actually have handheld rifles that... Well, I, well, you know, now's the time to use it. Right. I, but I, but I'm, I'm saying I, I don't think it is because if we were to get involved, if we put boots on the ground with our Air Force, I mean, the Russians have proved our point all along, what we talked about, it, that they're only, uh, they have a handful of good new technologies. They just don't have the budget. That's yeah. why their their convoy stalled. They don't, they didn't plan for it the logistics anything no their logistics are terrible now if we had uh, and this was said by a general and i agree with him he's a retired general who used to run nato he said we could just take some some fighters and that whole convoy a 40 mile that would be one big target he said just destroy it just carpet bomb it carpet yeah destroy it right he said and that's the end of it or if we want to give them a chance, we'll pull out the Apaches and just start picking them off. It'll give the guys in the back a chance to turn around and go back. And, and, and if you want to save some lives, that's what I would do. I would send the Apaches in and just let them. Right, because a lot of those uh, Russian soldiers, they don't know what's going on. They didn't know they were going for an invasion. They were told they were going on exercises. Right, so they say. So they say. Right. I, I mean, I, I take that with a grain of salt because... Um, Any man in the military. But but their military is far different than ours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I still take it with a grain of salt. And, and I, I would use the Apaches rather than taking the fighters and just carpet bombing it and just destroying the whole convoy. And, you know, because maybe some of these young kids, and they're young kids. They're very young. But so, were we any different when we were in the military? No, I was 18. Right. I, 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 I left 10 days after my 18th birthday. Right. Uh, I actually left at 17. I turned 18 in my A school, which was in yeah. Chicago. So, you know, but me being in the military and, you know, you see certain things and me seeing just war on TV and everything and knowing that I should have been in the Gulf War if I would have extended, but I, I didn't. I And I was over there. Uh, my boots were on the ground. Right. So you see that up firsthand and you're like, you know, these if these kids don't know what they were sent to do, yeah, send in the Apaches and let them get out. But that being said, when you join the military, you got to know 
that you're writing a blank check for your country. You are. You are. But at the same time, if if they truly weren't told, if they were not told about their mission and what was expected of them, then I, as 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 they said in the movie Gladiator, Maximus the Merciful. Right. Now, uh, they say a lot of people or a lot of the Russian, uh, I don't know, what is it, parliament or right. whatever, the Communist Party, a lot of them didn't know until it happened. Well, no. Putin. Because him and a handful of his advisors run the show. Of, of course. And they're all people without experience. <coughs> right. Now, now, we could, if we have alien technology, we could wipe we, every Russian off the face of the earth. But that's not what we want to do because, no. because of a handful of evil people. Right. You just want to get rid of the bad apples that are in the barrel so they don't make the restaurant, and I should say. Right, right. Um, and, and I guarantee you if we take the Apaches and start tearing it up, it's going to be like the Iraqi army. They're going to be like, whoa, I don't want to fight. Yeah, no, they will. They'll be like, whoa. And, and, you know, no wise man ever wants a war. No. But uh, just seeing I was in the Middle East. Uh, I did several tours there. I did several different things, but uh, just seeing what I saw. Now, the Marines is a depart. It falls under the Department of the Navy. We're same but equal, equal but separate branches. No, I tell the Marines uh, we are the masters and commanders. <laughs> well, I always tell them we're your daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell them. I say we always give you a ride and you dodge the bullets. We sit out at sea and shoot the missiles. <laughs> right. Well, we shoot the missiles before they hit the ground. That's right. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that being said, I know uh, a lot of people, former Marines, uh, Marines that are still in now, and if we were to send them in right now, our Marines are gung-ho is an understatement. Yeah. So just seeing how things are going with that Russian, Russian convoy, they would be salivating to get in there. Well, that's because we prepare our soldiers for war. And we've been practicing warfare for the last 20 years. No, more than that. This country's always been at war somewhere, whether right. it's covert and we're trying to topple a regime. And, that, well, and that, that's why we are some of the best soldiers that hit the ground. Right, and that's why these analysts said, oh, the United States couldn't win a war with Russia over there. I beg to differ. I, I do too. I'm like, you don't know the resolve of soldiers. But anyway. Anyway. Back to the underground or UFO. underwater. UAPs. What, what, what are they? U they're, they're, they're called UAPs now. No, I know, but they call them something different underwater. Um, unidentified. Uh, unidentified. Water. USOs. USOs. Submerged. Something. Objects. Okay, now, to me, this shouldn't be too much of a surprise because if they could cross through space, their, their ships are obviously uh, sealed up tight enough to go underwater. Right. But what we really don't know is how they do it with the propulsion systems. Well, and, and that, that is a good question. I mean, if they could cross the time-space, you know, conundrum then waters that's nothing man that's nothing but uh yeah that's but that's that's the only thing that i had questioned because I, I never questioned they could go underwater is the propulsion system right and uh what do they have we don't even know if they breathe oxygen the same as we do for all we know uh the aliens we see could be a, a spacesuit we, yeah, we it don't could be know. A spacesuit, or like we talked about, since they travel so far, we could be seeing uh, 
AI individuals, same like we're trying to engineer. Right, it could be. It, the, the possibilities there, we don't know. Uh, and unless I or you get abducted and we get a chance to sit down and have a a one-on-one, we're never going to know. Right, and I'm, I'm still waiting, Crescent. Ooh, yeah. well, Crescent's a different story. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we'll talk about Crescent a little later. Yeah, that's the After Hours podcast. That's right. <laughs> so Crescent is an extraterrestrial that came down, and uh, she uh, she liked to breed with a certain man. Right, but um, I've always heard stories of UFOs associated with water. Now, what? have they found some way to change the water where they could pull the oxygen and the hydrogen, use the hydrogen for fuel? And- well, I, you know, I, that's, I thought about that too. I'm like, I don't know if they breathe oxygen. I don't know what they breathe. But they must have a way, just like we have science where we could manipulate compounds. I'm sure that they're farther advanced than us. Right. And they can manipulate hydrogen, oxygen in the water, or maybe even uh, the chemicals in the water itself. You know? Or or who knows? Uh, they might be like fish creatures, like that documentary we saw. Right. Like some of the aliens that that guy said he worked with, they have to bring their environment, which basically looks like an upside-down fishbowl. Right, so that they could breathe in. They have the, the water. Now, that that was the uh, the aliens that, the, uh, that are, are... Was it us or the Russians? Well, the Russians too, but us that we saw in, in the Arctic... That too, and no, that one was the uh, the guy that worked here at the labs in New Mexico that saw them. But but that was also brought up right. where where some soldiers entered the ice and they were going to go under the iceberg and they met the these creatures that were like nine feet tall and they had the same thing over their head. Yeah, and it was their environment so that they could breathe. And when they saw them, they tried to flee. And some of them, according to that story, some didn't make it out, but some did. Right. Now, that was tied into the same time where they pretty much destroyed our fleet trying to go over there. That's right. Yep. And uh, for those of you that don't know that story, check it out. Go down the rabbit hole. Right. And it is a rabbit hole. Yeah. But, I I mean, we just, our government might know more. If, If these stories are true that they're working with them, I mean, how can we not have that tech unless they're telling us we're going to help you? But you can't have the whole cake because you're not ready for it. You'll eat it all like a fat kid. Well, and I, and I think that's one of the agreements there because what would what would we do? We would destroy this planet if we had that technology because we are human. We all are instilled in us is what's called original sin. We're all greedy. I don't care who you are. We're greedy. We want to take from others. We, we're selfish. And even some people are lustful. Imagine that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you know, we have the bad traits that are instilled in us. Even though some of us say, I'm a good person, you're a good person because you practice that being it daily. Right. Your conscience of your bad behavior and your conscience of avoiding your bad behavior. Right. Some of us just roam around the earth doing what we want. Right, because uh, it takes discipline to be a good, a truly good person. It does. Now, I always say uh, everybody has faults, uh, everybody sins. Um, and I tell people they don't really get this. I said every single person sins in silent. 
that that means they don't do nothing bad. They don't say nothing bad, but their thoughts, thoughts. like they'll see somebody and oh, he's this and that, that's, and, and you and, know and, it, and they think that because they don't say it out loud, they just think it. They think it's not a sin, right? In your mind, you're like, I want to tell this motherfucker. Yeah, use your blinker. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, you're like, I just want to tell this motherfucker what I think of him. But in your mind, you're like, how are you doing? How? Well, that usually goes with our bosses. <laughs> yeah, it goes with a lot of other yeah, people too. But anyway, but. Uh, UFOs underwater, I, I, I don't find that as far of a stretch as some people do just because of everything they could go through. They could go through space. They could go through atmospheres. And they can. And uh, like I said, my only question was would be the propulsion because, well, outer space, there's the oxygen ain't there either to it, burn fuel. It's in a vacuum. Right, so... Yeah. I mean, there's there's no oxygen, there's nothing in space. So, so it, it's got to be, if it's a, a different power source, kind of like uh, Tesla was talking about the zero point where... Right. Well, if you have zero point, even in space, you're going to pull energy from your surroundings because right. it's, it, it's, it's not, all energy. It's not based on oxygen and fire. No, like, no, it's just based on energy. And right. there's there's pure energy floating around everywhere. Yes. And if it's... Based on zero point energy, like Nikola Tesla said, and you have the capability of tapping it, you're going to go anywhere you want with unlimited power. Right. You'll never have to stop to fuel up. Right. You have unlimited fuel. And see, the way he called it zero point energy, and see, that's kind of a, close to what the government says, like when they're making or developing spacecraft, they call it zero gravity. So yeah. it's kind of something along that line. So well, I'm thinking maybe they they stumbled onto either alien stuff, technology, or, or maybe they kind of figured out what he was doing. I don't think they figured out what he was doing. Uh, I think it's they stumbled on alien technology and they're trying to reverse engineer it. Now it probably has a lot of well, I was going to say they might be pretty close. He did. Well, you know, Nikolai Tesla said he, he was communicating with aliens. Right. What he called them Martians. And he said a lot of his ideas came to him th from them. And I don't know. I just know that man came up with some really, really, at the time, off-the-wall theories and inventions that changed the world. When you, like I say, when you flip on your light switch, that wasn't Edison. That was Tesla. Right. Edison wanted to do a power, a, a booster station every every. Yeah, because he wanted to use DC. Right. And Tesla's one who knew he had to use AC. Right. And Tesla invented the AC current. So, just think about that. Think about that. And was Tesla visited by aliens? Maybe not in the flesh, but did they? Communicate with him? Or not even communicate. Like the guy from the labs here in New Mexico said, if they wanted you to understand the technology, right. they would download it in your brain like a program. And, and, and he, he did say kind of that. He said he would, but Tesla said he would communicate with them and they, he would just get these ideas come to his mind. And that's a possibility. Maybe he was chosen because he was smart enough to understand what they were going to put in his head. Right, and and he, he he wanted the technology, what the aliens say no one else wants it for. He wanted it for the betterment of man. Right. He wanted free energy, which would have changed the world for all mankind, not just some, all. That means the way we harvest crops, the way we drive our vehicles, the right. way we power our houses, 
would have all been 100% free. Right. And right, like right now, what's going on with Russia, what's one of the big concerns? Energy, oh, gas. Their oil. Right. Because that's energy. Right. So if everyone had free, unlimited energy, just think of what kind of world it'd be. Yep. But uh, there's a handful of people, you know who they are, who pretty much control the world, and it's all about money and control. That's right. And if they can't charge for something, they don't want it. And that's why they snuff Tesla out, because yep. they couldn't charge for it. How can you charge for something that's free? You can't. Right. But anyway, uh, UFOs in the water, what do you think? I, I think it's, it's, it's no shocker to me. It's right in line with the way they're designed, right. even though we don't know much, but just what we do know and what we heard, what we read, uh, the documentaries we've seen. Why not? I mean, because the the places they travel, they're not using any kind of conventional uh, power like we do. So I I think that's that's got to be the only explanation. I agree with you. And on that note, we want you to do your research, see what you find about UFOs in the water. Don't forget, don't be afraid to go down those rabbit holes. Reach out to us. Right. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you found out. Now, if you found out something different or something to add to what we're talking about, let us know. We'll mention it. We'll mention you if you, if you want. And if you don't want, we won't because right. we understand. We've had a lot of people lined up to come on the podcast, but at the last minute they get cold feet because they're afraid of trolls. Uh, they're afraid of being ridiculed. ridiculed. Now, I've been through all that. I, I get it. I get it, but... All I say is don't worry about it. Who cares what other people think about you? Right. You are you. Who cares what they think? Yeah. Anyway, that's what we wanted to share with you tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. And thanks for listening. Yeah. And give yourself a round of applause. And give yourself another shot. That's right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.